Again, at In Your Head Wrestling Radio for a special Wednesday night edition. Now, long-term fan, long-time fans of In Your Head will remember that originally we were live on Wednesday nights at 6.05 p.m. Eastern, which was later, you know, copied by many other podcasts, but we were the original. We're back here live on Wednesday at 10.15, we're breaking all, all, the, all the walls down, breaking the rules, breaking the grounds. So, if you're listening live, go over to the chat room. It's on iwhitewrestling.com. There's a link there somewhere, and you go to iwhitewrestling.chatovod.com. Also, if you're listening live, or if you're listening via podcast, or if you're listening via, I don't know how else you could listen, YouTube. Uh, maybe someone illegally downloaded this and that uh, it's on a torrent site. However, you're listening to this, go over to the Facebook group. It's active. There used, we used to be a chat room. I mean, a uh, Facebook. No, what the hell am I talking about? It used to be a message board back in the day, but message boards are obsolete. No one uses them. Very few people use them. So now we have a Facebook group. So you go to facebook.com. Slash whatever. Basically just like up Iowa Trusting. Facebook.com slash group slash Iowa Trusting. And join there. It's a good time. It's a good time. So I'm flying solo tonight. If you don't know, I'm the internet icon. That's right. The internet icon. I'm also the pride of the pilgrims. I also happen to be the most honest man in all the land of podcasting. Just all the land. What the hell? I'm being honest here, so might as well be deadly honest. The most honest man in all the land. The damn handsome man to boot, Jackie Jones. 
That's right. Jackie Jones here. If you guys want to call in, I don't think the number works. So don't do that. But you can Skype in. But I don't know how long I'm going to stay up. It's Wednesday and by myself. I think Intra's opening up boxes. That's what he does now. He opens boxes. He's like, I'm going to order a, a Qbert action figure off uh, Amazon. And then he opens it up. But hey, that's cool. That's what all the kids are doing. They're opening up boxes. Uh, Clinton, I think he's just old and, and sleeping. Juju B, I, she just doesn't talk to me anymore. I don't know what she's doing. But all you fine people listening now, you're A-OK in Jackie Jones' book. So big thumbs up to you. So this weekend, I went all the way to Chi-Town, Chicago, Illinois. My man, my buddy, my hombre, my pal, my amigo, Chi-Town Matt. Flew me out. My money mark. He's like, get on out here, Jack. Buying front row tickets to this AEW pay-per-view. Five front row tickets. The man spent like $6,000. Flew me out there. Got me a hotel. Got me steak dinners. And I didn't even have to have sex with the man. He's just a good dude and wanted to hang out with Jackie Jones. Which I, I find very honorable. I think a lot of people out there should look into this. Like, you should be like, hey, I like this show. I like this Jack fellow. Seems like an all right guy. Let me fly him out. Even if you don't want to fly me out. Buy me dinner. Buy me buy me stuff. I think this, this is a new trend that should happen in the Hediverse. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you got to break the bank. You could just go and, uh, hey, look, here's a funny hat. Let me send that to Jack. I got some cash laying around. Let me send that over to Jackie Jones. So send me stuff. Uh, take me out. Whatever you want to do. Just pamper Jackie Jones is basically what I'm saying. So I went out to Chicago and honestly had a good time. We gambled. Went to the. I didn't realize there's casinos everywhere. They're not really like a casino. There's like a de- So you like you go to a deli. You go to breakfast. And then they'll have like a, a separate room. To, to gamble. Hold on a sec. Stuff's not plugged in. And I make sure, uh, all right. And I make sure this is all plugged in or else uh, go boom. So you go to the deli, even just places like, it's like Betty's. I don't even know what, what the purpose of the building is besides the gamble, which I guess would be a casino. But there's literally, there's not like tables. You can't play poker and stuff. There's like six slot machines in these places. And they all have like 10 games on them. They're all penny machines. Some are nickels. And uh, it's pretty fun, but uh, I didn't know this was legal in Chicago. So you, you could just like, hey, I got, I've got, i got, you know, a greasy spoon. You know, I'm, I've got a burger joint. Let me throw up some uh, slot machines in, in this other room. And people go play it. What the hell? It's pretty cool. I liked it. I'm, I, I like to gamble, so this is fun. Gambled in Chicago, had a lot of food. I gained a little bit of weight, but uh, but I lose it pretty quickly once I get back on track here. You know, I've lost like four, five or six pounds since I got home, so probably about about right. But uh, yeah, so I had a steak dinner. I had uh, 
I had hot dogs. When you're in Chicago, you have hot dogs. It's weird to not have a deep dish pizza in Chicago. That was blasphemy. Uh, Italian beef sandwiches. Uh, I had a great big giant uh, prime rib. Uh, veal salt and boca. Here, this is something about Jackie Jones. I like the fine dining, but you don't have to wine and dine me. You could, uh, you could take me out for a hot dog. As long as it's a good hot dog. I'm in Chicago. They got good hot dogs. It's totally fine by me. Just take me someplace where I can't go normally. And I'm a happy man. So I had a good time out there at, uh, uh, lobster tail and golden shrimp. This uh, had a good time, but we're not here just to talk about food and and gambling. The main reason that people listen to this show is for sodomy. No, no, no. The main reason people listen to this show in your head is wrestling. So I went to Chicago, went to the C two E two. I believe it's called. Is that right, buddy? I'm not talking anymore. I'm just pretending. Yeah, that's right, Jack. So, yeah, went to C2E2 or E2C2, whatever. It's like a giant Comic-Con in Chicago. Place was enormous. It was like in an arena. I, I walked around there for two days, and apparently Hurricane Helms was there with Mighty Molly, and I did not see him. So this place is so big, you could walk all around and not even know, not even see it all. I walk around like, hey, that's pretty cool. I might come back and buy that. But the thing is, I can't remember where it was. The place is so goddamn big. So later on, it's like, well, if I see something cool, I got to buy it then. Because I got to remember where it is. But then I did find it. There was like maps. My God, this place is big. So uh, Matt and Mike, uh, they were getting a lot of the autographs. I'm not really an autograph guy. Because I'm a big shot as it is. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, so they're staying in the lines, getting, getting the autographs. And that's totally cool. Cause that's why you'd go to someplace like this, not just to be a, an asshole like me, but so they're staying in line, getting the autographs, getting the photo ops with all the big stars. AW had a booth there and the lines were very long you know, get, uh, to meet Cody Rhodes and, and the young bucks and MJF and all these people. So there's, they're getting in, uh, and Matt's getting his brotherhood uh, belt sign and get all his goodies signed. Um, then there'd just be people walking around. I was bummed because the one person I did want, I was actually pay for photo op was orange Cassidy. Cause I, um, I, uh, I dress sort of like orange Cassidy. I, I'm not a jean jackets guy. So I, I change it up a little bit. Cause you got to make a Jackie Jones, you know, you, you can't, I don't want to, I'm not a cosplayer. It's more like homage to orange Cassidy. So I had, uh, instead of jean jacket with flannel, but pretty much. The same. And, uh, so we missed him because he was early in the morning. Then Mike, he was like, Hey, look, look over there. I was like, what? That's orange Cassidy walk. It's like, Holy shit. So we go and follow orange Cassidy. And then he just ducks into like this, uh, like this makeshift room. It's just like this room in the middle of nothing. He just had like this cubicle. And he's like, just hopped in there. Mike's like, let's wait. Like, I don't know, man. I don't want to wait outside this cubicle. The hell, maybe, maybe there's a secret room in there. Maybe he's off doing something. Maybe there's like whores in there. Maybe, maybe he's just taking a shit. I don't know. Maybe he's taking a nap. 
who knows when he's coming out? So I was like, no, let's leave the man in his cubicle. We'll go walk around. Uh, so I looked at, uh, I'm an old school board game guy. And it was never really cool, to be honest. But now it's kind of cool. So they had all these demos and stuff for board games. I'm sure most people listening don't give a fuck about board games. But I like board games. I played the H.H. Holmes Murder House board game. Very cool. It's not quite out yet for the public. But they had uh, free demos and then walkthroughs. So I played that. Very fun. I would uh, recommend that. I played this weird um, sci-fi game where... In a way, it's like a video game, but it's a board game version. Because so you have a group of uh, characters, you know, you work together and you fight like little aliens, and you work your way up to the boss, which is very cool. You don't see that in board games very often. And the boss had like different. Uh, we fought this big giant alien with a big tongue. That was very fun. I don't remember the name. And they had twenty-four sided dice, which I've never seen before. It's very cool. A lot of a uh, lot of D and D stuff going on there. So it wasn't like. It, Official Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like people made cool dice and dice bags and um, like uh, miniatures and dungeons and stuff, you know, to to supplement your your Dungeons and Dragons uh, playing. Uh, tons of anime, which I don't know anything about. Uh, I'm 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 not really a big fan of the Japanese culture. I don't like anime. I don't like Godzilla. I don't like kung fu movies, which I believe is Chinese, but whatever. Uh, Bruce Lee, again, I believe that's... Is he Chinese? I don't know. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like Japanese horror movies. I don't like you know, Ring, the Ringu and and all that bullshit. But I do like... Uh, I do like teriyaki. So they got something for him, going for him. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, anime! So Yeah, I'm not big on it. That's fine. People can be into it. I'm not into it. So I don't know a lot of video game stuff again, unless it's, you know, like pitfall or, um, like donkey Kong or something. I don't know about it. I stopped video, my video game days way back when, but they did have a lot of throwback stuff. You like mega man and stuff. So that was cool. But, uh, they also had like all these new fangled video games. Like, ah, I don't know this bullshit. Get this out of my way. A lot of wrestling stuff. That's cool. A lot of horror stuff. That was good. Um, just says giant Comic-Con t-shirts up the, up the wazoo as the kids don't say, but uh, I say up the wazoo, lots of, lots of stuff. Uh, and that did meet, uh, Trent. Uh, I didn't, I don't pay for it. I, again, I'm not trying to be a big shot here, but basically I'm a big shot. So I don't pay for autographs or photos, but if I happen to see someone walking around, and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's get a photo with this guy. So that was fun. Matt bought like an IWGP title uh, and a private signing by Chris Jericho. Who the hell knows how much he paid for that? He also bought uh, a real, not, not one of those replica deals, which are nice. This was like a real actual AEW. Like it was the act. I guess it's still a replica, but it's the actual like AEW title. Not the one like they're, it is the exact version of the one they have on TV. Again, I'm sure he paid pretty penny for this and it was extremely heavy. You know, you always see him hitting the people with belts on the TV and you're like, ah, this was legit. This is like, I don't know, like 20 pounds. Like, honestly, it was very heavy. This is like beef could have two of these and like be working out with them. Yeah, you know, Mitten here in the chat room, he probably couldn't even lift it. 
You don't know he's a very weak man. He's a good guy. Nothing against him, but he's physically weak. Docile Dobbs, I mean, you know, he he wouldn't be a lifter. He's a small, small child, basically. But anyway, that was cool. Went to Pro Wrestling Tees. I bought myself the new Darby Allen shirt. It's pretty sweet. Uh, the new Orange Cassidy Freshly Squeezed shirt. I was very excited about. Along with the Orange Cassidy uh, thumb. You know, it's like those foam thumbs. But it's like, you know, just kind of just barely up. Very excited to, to get that. Pro Wrestling T-Store is very f- cool. It's very small, but it's just packed with, uh, with T-shirts because it's Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, there was a big sale going on. So that was good. Saved the Mula. Saved some money. I uh, got some uh, some arena exclusive shirts. I've got the uh, the Evolution exclusive shirt where the front's Moxley versus Jericho. I also have the Moxley exclusive shirt. Um, so it's very cool. It's the belt with Moxley spray painted over. It says I was there. So it was like the it was like the shirt to, to show that Moxley won the, the title. That was very cool. Uh, makes me think maybe this wrestling's not on the. I don't know. It's just saying maybe this wrestling's on the up and up, but. I know, like, the Super Bowl, they always have the shirts made, you know, for both teams. That's the case. So they probably had the Jericho ones in the back. I figured this all I know. They had them both made. Jericho didn't win. So they, they sent those off to uh, the Congo for, um, you know, homeless African kids to wear. And then they sold the Moxie ones. They actually sold out of the Moxie ones. I believe I got the very last, last large Moxley Revolution shirt. Very exciting. Now, this show was off the chain, I believe. Is the kid do the kids still say that? Or is it the kids used to say back in two thousand you know five? Off the chain. This show pwned the other uh, pay-per-views. Another uh, classic phrase that the kids used to say. This show was not I would say to this show, if the show is listening, you are the man now, Doug. It was so good. Amazing. It was an amazing show to be there live. Only assholes have said anything bad about it. You know, like there's, you know, when you see like this real miserable piece of shit on the, on the internets and they just, you can, you mean, mostly you can tell by their picture. Just look at them. They're sitting there. Uh, uh, I'm cool. I hate everything. Just like this miserable fuck. They're the only ones who like who didn't like this show. Because you either have to be just a troll or just like a just this miserable human being who does not have joy in their in their life. That's that's the only people who didn't like this show. I mean, it's a proven fact. I think it was proven by science. So let's go over the show. Uh, in uh, one of the dark matches, it was uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. If you don't know, she's a dentist. Dr. Dentist. Uh, and Penelope Ford defeated Riho and Yuka Zakazaki. This match was fine. It's a dark match. It's fine. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, then we had the Dark Order. who I They won me over. Originally, I was like, nah. So one thing I don't like in AEW's Dark Order nonsense. Won me over, Evil Uno. 
good promo guy. Once they started doing the vignettes, I was like, uh-oh, they got something here. They're winning me over. I like it. And there's something about Evil Uno in the ring. He's gotten a little better shape, I've noticed. Good for him. But he has this weird charisma about him. And just his movements in the ring. They kind of, they're kind they, at first I didn't think they fit the character, but now I like him. He just has stri- little weird uh, movements and, and like uh, mannerisms. I like this guy. I like him. They defeated SoCal Uncensored. It was a fine match. But then the actual show starts. Then we get to the good stuff. Uh, Jake Hager. Well, that might have been on the was that on the match? I might that, that might have been on the pay-per-view, the dark order match. Uh, Jake Hager defeat Dustin Rhodes. Excellent match. It's a little different style than you get in a lot of the AEW matches because it's more of uh, it's bigger guys, more of a traditional wrestling match. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, I think, in the best shape of his uh, his career, can still go. This really elevates Jake Hager, who's an excellent uh, excellent hand. Uh, he comes off as a big deal in AEW because there's not a lot of other big guys, so he comes off as a big guy. They also present him as something special. They've also not used him in the ring up until this match, so they built to him. They've actually, you know, this is an example of taking a guy, playing to his strengths, hiding his weaknesses, and uh, presenting him as a big deal. And then beating Dustin Rhodes, an established star in the eyes of wrestling fans. It, in his debut, it's like, hey, this guy means something. And it doesn't hurt Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes looked great in this match. Good stuff. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Now, this is more of a, what you think of in AEW matches. You had a lot of um, high-flying stuff going on. A relatively short match. But it didn't, you know, uh, it didn't seem that it was a very fast pace of amazing, amazing, uh, moves. Sammy did the big 450 uh, splash off the top rope two outside the ring through a table. Just this, this was your big, uh, car crash match. A- a- excellent stuff. Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. This, this is arguably the best tag team match I've seen. It was, uh, it was, it's up there with any tag team match I've seen. Fantastic. Probably the, the match of the night. Uh, these guys did everything in the book. They, they've been doing a really good job teasing Adam Page. Is he, is he going to turn on, on his buddies? They kind of do turn in the match to try to win. They're actually trying to hurt Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. I like this. This match told a story. It wasn't just high spots. They actually told a story in the match. They did a lot of high spots, too. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of near falls. But the match told the story. It progressed the story with uh, Adam Page again, even at the end, uh, teasing that, that that Hangman might turn again on uh, turn on Omega. In doing this, they've made Adam Page into a star. Now, I he was a guy to begin with. I always liked, but I thought there was something quite uh, missing from him. Um, I remember his stuff with with uh, Jericho to begin with. It just didn't. I was like, oh, I don't. He's just not a main event guy. This. Turn the, the page on this match is amazing, but even his character in this uh, in this build and this angle has really made him a bigger star, and I think it's gotten him over as a bigger uh, babyface. 
because he's not the goody goody baby face. He's got that edge to him, and you don't know if he's a good guy or bad guy. And the crowd is is behind him tonight on uh, on Dynamite. He might have got the pop of the night. Big time, big time stuff. Yeah, this match was fantastic. Can't say enough about this match. Great. Uh, the next match I do think was uh, the worst match on the show. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like a stinker, but compared to the rest of the show, not good. Uh, Nyla Rose versus uh, Chris Statlander. I was really a big fan of Chris Statlander when she debuted, but I think um, she's been exposed as not really ready. Uh, Nyla, uh, same way. I think Nyla, I actually am a Nyla Rose fan. I'm a fan of both of them, honestly. Nyla Rose, I like. But uh, for one thing, this match should have been shorter. They're both very green. Um, tonight, for example, uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Big Swole. But they had her in a very short match, which is smarter because uh, so a lot of the women, I think that's the, probably the weak spot of AEW, of the women division. And a lot of them aren't, are very green and not quite you know up to uh, the standards we see in WWE. That is definitely one thing WWE has over AEW is the women's division. And um, so if you have two green people in the ring in a, in a relatively long match, 12-minute match, uh, it exposes both of them. Also, the dynamics are a little weird here because now the Rose usually plays the giant and Chris Stalander is, is a pretty big woman. So you're kind of a, a, a potential like the big, you know, uh, a big women's match, you know, two two bigger people. So it's a little bit off there. Um, not a terrible match, but anything coming off that after that tag team match is going to bring the crowd down so this was like this was like the traditional buffer match definitely the weak part of, of the show uh mjf with wardlow versus cody now um i love this match now again this is a was a different style match and you're going to see on a lot of the aw product again this was this was really a storytelling match about you had the chicken shit heel that everyone wanted to see get his comeuppance uh, using, you know, all the chicanery, all the trickery to try to, to beat Cody. And uh, and MJF is not afraid to be a heel in and out of the out of the ring and uh, to look like, a, you know, a putz. He's in there. He's literally begging Cody at the end, which, you know, leads to the finish. They also, you know, use Art Anderson. Uh, I actually, um, you know, you thought Brandy was, I thought Brandy was going to get hit. She got caught by Wardlow and then, uh, Cody hit MJ, went to hit MJF, hit Arn. Well, uh, really good stuff. And then after this match, I think, you know, what's surprising MJF with the win. But I actually did call it. I, I will say I wasn't actually surprised. But um, you really now want to see Cody get his uh, revenge on MJF. Just this is this is the best baby face and heel, I think, in wrestling. Or up there anyway. I mean, Jericho Moxley, you could say the same thing. Just tremendous, and it's it's very nice to see a heel that's get that's booed, and to see baby faces that are loved and not booed. I like to see that. I have to bring this up. I'm with everyone. The the tattoo, the neck tattoo, I'm not a fan of. Uh I'm not. I'm not someone who really gives a shit what people do with their body, though. So, do I think it looks good? No. Do I think it's a mistake? Yeah. Am I, does it ruin, you know, Cody Rhodes for me? I can't watch his matches. Am I up in arms? Am I throwing, am I shooting my guns in the air? I don't have guns, but if I did, am I shooting my square guns? In? No. If the guy wants to get a tattoo in his neck, 
all the more power to him. I think it's odd, though. It's an odd choice. Usually a neck tattoo is because you've run out of space. It's like, well, I've got all my arms covered. Now what the fuck am I going to do? Well, I skim my chest, my back. All right, now what? Got to go to the neck. That's, hey, hey, neck. It's like Undertaker. And I got all these on. Put some on the neck. I get it. I, I'm a man. I'm a 2020 man. You're in the 2020s. Joke about the kids stuff. Tattoos don't bother me. I know, you know, some people in the headiverse are like, oh my God, people with long hair and tattoos, and, you know, an earring, and they, they, you know, they're calling the police. But I don't really care. But you don't go from one tattoo on your chest, a very small tattoo, to the neck. It's odd. Also very colorful for the neck. But again, it's not my it's not my body, so who really gives a fuck? Uh Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Now, I probably my favorite match of the night. Now the others, I, I do think some of the other ones might even technically better. <coughs> but that's not to say that this wasn't good. This was a great match. Again, told the story, and they have a superstar. I now I've been an Orange Cassidy fan since he day. Well, it took me a little while. I didn't get the guide first. I was like, I don't know about this, but it did make me laugh. And then I started to to love him. But I thought, well, this is a guy. Even though he entertains me to no end, this is a guy that can only be on the show in small doses. He does one spot, makes me laugh. Awesome. I'm totally good with that. That's fine. But how do you use it in matches? I thought you just couldn't do it. They proved me wrong. This match was excellent. It was a perfect, at first two, I thought, Orange Cassie versus Pac, what are they thinking? Nope. Perfect, perfect guy to put him in there with. You look at Pac and you think, this guy would legit be pissed to be in the ring with Orange Cassidy. If this was real and there was this guy like Orange Cassidy, who a lot of people would not want to be in the ring with him, but who would be like the number one guy in AEW that'd be pissed to be in the ring with him? Pac. Perfect. Good. Oh my God. And some of the spots in this with Cassidy rolling around the ring and he's hitting the big spots and the crowd going ballistic. I've seen people say, oh, he's a niche character. No, he's, I think he's one of the guys that, that actually could capture fans outside of the traditional AEW fans. I think I, but polar opposite of, of Jim Cornette on this one, Jim Cornette says, ah, people say, he's all, you know, crying and bitching. The place is going out of business in a day and saying, you know, people see this guy and they turn the channel. I completely, totally, utterly disagree. This is a guy that people will see who don't, who are just watching AW the first time and think, Oh, this is unique. This is not something I see anywhere else. This is fun. This is cool. I want to watch this guy. He even got a write-up on, on TMZ. No, it was on um, ESPN. They're like the new king of AEW, Orange Cassidy. This is a guy that can expand outside of the AEW audience. This is a guy that's getting people in. You might think you're crazy, Jack. I'm not. I am not. I've seen it with my own eyes. This is 
Uh, I mean, I was just saying most over guy. I mean, you got Jericho stuff, but Jericho and Moxley already established when they came in the company. This guy, I never heard of him. This is a guy that can really capture people's attention. Telling you, Orange Cassidy, awesome match. Even in the loss, doesn't matter. Oh, this is this was this was so fun to be to be in the in the arena and watching. By the way, they used me in the video prior to the pay per view in the buy in. They're like they show a video of me. They came up like, hey, can we get a video? I was like, absolutely. I look at the camera, putting the thumb up. So the, I think it was the last you know audience shot. Was me said bye now. So I'm calling it right now. If AW Revolution sets pay per view buy records for AW, it's because Jackie Jones was used in the video to sell the pay per view. It was the go home shot. They're like, boom, look at this guy buy the pay per view and droves. They were like, holy fuck, look at this dude. I am buying this pay per view. Main event, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. Fantastic. Great match. Lots of blood. Violent match. Violent match without the use of, like, you know, they didn't have to use chainsaw. Not that they would use a chainsaw. They needed to have thumbtacks and all this. They used the table and stuff. But a violent match for, you know, this blood feud. These guys have been feuding. As uh, an uh, awesome power bomb directly in front of me, Moxie's bleeding like uh, like a not even a foot. Like he was literally right there. I could have reached down and grabbed him in. It's right there in the corner. I was, I was right behind the 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 bell, the ring, the bell keeper, and um, Justin Roberts. Who I will say, Justin Roberts, I'm a big fan. Kind of a weird dude. Very obsessed about uh, having his uh, his bow tie straight, and then I found out. So he's there. He's kept last the one. Here is it. Is it straight? Is it straight? Then so he he pulls up his collar. I was like, oh, he's gonna retie the bow tie. It was a clip on bow tie. Justin Roberts was obsessed with having his bow tie straight. It was a clip on bow tie. Also, Justin Roberts. Again, I'm a big fan. But in the tag match, you look at the bellkeeper, and he said very loudly, "I can hear it. Play this day." 30 seconds, 30 seconds to the finish, 30 seconds, 30 more seconds. She's like, okay, 30 seconds, 30 seconds go by, finish of the match. Don't give away the match. The hell you done? Whisper it. Make a sign. Send her a note. Don't just say it. <sighs> so great matchup. Great pay-per-view. Amazing pay-per-view. Then Moxley gives a big speech at the end. You can tell this legit means a lot to him. I love this show. This was uh, top to bottom. Besides uh, another Rose, Chris Statlander, which wasn't great. This was a fantastic pay-per-view. And again, the couple people I saw on, on the Facebook went, it was uh, not very good. It's uh, the trash. Uh, it was just the glorified the Dynamite show. They are just bitter, miserable fucks. Just... People that have no joy in their life and they are mad because they see other people who enjoy something. They're like, what's going on here? Look at those people. They're smiling. Ah, I don't like it. Ah. 
fuck those guys. Fuck them. But I say, fantastic. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. I don't watch stuff I don't like. So stop being miserable pieces of shit. AW Dynamite tonight. Very fun show. I had a good time. Jake just take Roberts. He forgot to he forgot to dye one part of his head. Rest of it, he's got he's got uh, hair plugs. He's got more hair than he had in 1987. All good for him. It's, it's uh, dark now. His hair is dark. It's good. Go fine. Dark mustache, but one side of his head totally gray. It's very odd, but excellent promo with with Cody. Now think about this. Usually when you get to a certain level and you're a legend in the eyes of the fans, you can do no wrong. No matter what you do, you're not going to get booed. Jake the Snake actually turned the fans against him and came off as a heel because he's that damn good. So he's bringing in someone, a client. He's going to be a manager for somebody. Love it. I'm all about it. Do it up. Um, also, uh, Tully Blanchard and, uh, and, and Spears are looking for a partner for Spears. Love it again. I think uh, Spears and Tully Blanchard are underutilized on AEW. Like to see them more. I like it. Uh, they went over the pay-per-view. Had John Moxley come out. He, he gives the, the um, talks about winning the title, and the title is everyone, you know, belongs to the fans. I like this. He had Jericho come out. And uh, uh, Ricky who's a friend of uh, uh, Matt's when we were in Chi-Town in Chicago. He's like, I like the show, but what do you do now? What do you, do you take the belt off Jericho? How can you do it? Now what does Jericho do? And I said, well, now Jericho is pissed and he wants his belt back. It's going to lead to great stuff, great promos of Jericho wanting his belt back. And that's what we got. Jericho and his lackeys, his group, his buddies, the inner circle, wanting to get the title back. All about it. All about it. Uh, what else is going on? This was just a good show. It's a good show. Um, pack versus, uh, pack versus, um, not Trent. Um, the other guy of, uh, best friends, surprisingly good match. Not that, not that I really shouldn't be surprised, but it was a very good match. And, uh, then we saw the, um, Lucha bros come in, uh, and they're the new group, new faction. We got Pac and uh, and Lucha Bros, and they're the Death Triangle. Cool, I like it. Let's do it up. Works for me. Uh, someone suggested uh, maybe we're going to see a trios belt. I believe uh, Jericho, not Jericho, Cody actually hinted at that at some point in time recently. I'm all about it. That's cool. Normally I wouldn't be, but I think it works in AEW. Another thing about AEW, this show really flies by. I don't watch it and think, oh my God, I came on Monday and I started watching raw and after a while I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I've had enough. There's another like hour and 10 minutes left. I don't, I don't want to watch it. So I left like, I'm gonna go for a walk. So I don't know. I, I did see there was something about like a man and woman violence. I don't know. I didn't see it. But I guess, uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't even know who to involve. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so, uh, Leva Bates versus, um, uh, da, 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 Big Swole. I was not, I was not expecting anything from this match. Not that it was great, but a quick match. I thought that was smart to do. I really liked the eight man tag tonight, uh, with, uh, Cole Cabana and the, um, SCU versus the, uh, the Dark Order. 
I'm not the world's biggest Cole Cabana fan, but he is fun and the crowd's into him and he has a following. So I think that's actually a very good pickup for AEW. And this match was fun. It was fun to watch. I dug it. Uh, big tease to, we'll find out who the exalted one is, which I believe that'll probably be next week. Um, you know, there's a lot of people thinking it's, uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, it'd be cool. I'm thinking, uh, I think I can see that Matt Hardy. I, I kind of think it's not going to be anyone people think. I think they're dropping all these hints that it's all these people and it'll be someone we don't, we don't think of, which could be good or bad. You know, um, my guess for the client for, Jake the Snake is Brody Lee. Again, I could be wrong, but I think that would be a really good fit. Plus, Jake is very tall, and that's one guy that's taller than Jake. So, you you know, you can run into little problems if you have a very tall manager. All about it, though. Uh, yeah, it's a good match. Good show. I dug it. I dug it. Great, uh, great main event. They beat up uh, Moxley. It's a handicap match, basically, with, with Darby Allen. Darby Allen is super over. Another guy, another real star they have here. Uh, things are really, uh, really working here in AEW for me. I've liked it since the beginning, but uh, it seems like uh, they've really been building up a lot of momentum here. Uh, the pay per view is packed. I was there live, and such a, such like an atmosphere, you know, being there live. People are just loving it. So yeah, I don't know. A lot of bunch of stuff happened in the show. I I really enjoyed it. Really. The pay-per-view is amazing. Uh, tonight was very good. Was it? Well, probably not as good as pay-per-view, but I mean, it shouldn't be either. If you think about it. Uh, great MJF uh, promo. Oh, by the way, so at um, C2E2, MJF, there was like a big fat dude who had a title, and he was just like, uh, where'd you get that title? Where'd you win that at? It wasn't in the gym, you fat ass. The guy seemed like, what the fuck? And then, uh, so Matt, Chi-Town Matt was up next, and he asked him to sign, like, his uh, AEW flag, and he just said, your mother's a whore. And so I saw it today, I think it was TMZ put out this thing, where it's like, um, some, like, seven-year-old was getting his autograph by MJF, and he flipped the, the, he flipped MJF, MJF off, and it's just like, now they're bitching, but the kid looked like he's having fun. And uh, you know what? I think the kid deserved it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. If you're going to get MJF autograph, you have to, you have to think, well, this might happen. And if your kid's into wrestling, he can't be offended by the, by the middle finger. Just can't. I don't want to hear that bullshit. It's wrestling. It's a show about beating people up. The show, the basic premises of the show is this guy wants to beat this guy up to get a title or just beat him up for the fuck of it. So you can't be like, oh my God, my kid saw a middle finger on this show where people beat each other up and bleed all over the place. I'm not a guy who's called people pussies, but eh, kid's a pussy. Why well, don't you think the kid's a pussy, honestly? I'm going to defend the kid. I think the kid liked it. The dad is looking for attention. Attention-seeking pussy, that dad. Pussy. All right. Let's get to the uh, questions here. <clears throat> uh, by the way, Sammy here in the chat room. When I saw AEW in Huntsville four weeks ago, it was the best live wrestling show I've ever been to in my life. 
And I agree. People be like, oh, this guy's an AEW mark. So what? How's misery treating you? How is being a miserable piece of shit treating you? Not very good, I assume. If you're sitting around in misery and have no joy in life, are you having fun? No, by the very definition, you are not. And I and Sandman and Goosey and whoever else is out there, Chidetown, Matt, Matt's friend, Ricky, Al Oob, and Al Oob's kind of a jerk, but Al Oob too, the one-inch biceps, and other others out there. I'm skipping some names. We're loving it. And you know what? Even if it's two hours a week, we're like, hell yeah, I got a smile on my face and I'm enjoying myself. So you sit there wowing in your misery and you're like, you're a mark. You like stuff. Well, yes, I like something. And you like nothing. You have no joy. You're just a miserable sack of shit. So take that. All right. Questions for Inuit. Sure, there's some fun stuff here. Let's see. (coughs) Excuse me. Vic Schiavone. Do you think Vince, I assume he means Vince McMahon, is going to catch any hell for the man-woman violence angle in the end of Raw? I did not see it, so I don't know. But you know what? He's probably looking for it. I mean, the man runs shows in Saudi Arabia. Which uh, I didn't see the Saudi Arabian show. It was spoiled all over Facebook by uh, the song man. He likes to just post pictures of uh, the winners like as it happens. But it's fine. I probably wasn't going to watch anyway. But it's really weird how WWE operates. So they have legends like Matt Hardy who uh, can still go and uh, will wrestle full schedule. And it's super over with the crowd. You're like, well... All right, let's let's make him a jobber. Then they have a guy like Goldberg, who I'm a fan of. I, I mean, I like Goldberg. They're like, yeah, but this guy's like in his. This guy's ten years older than Matt. Won't work a, a full schedule. Never really worked a full schedule. Hasn't even been on TV in like a year. I think hasn't had a match. Like, meh. Well, let's bring him back and. Uh, Let's have him beat, you know, the guy we've been building for a year. Who's, uh, you know, beat everyone on the roster. Eh, let's just bring him back and put the belt on him. Eh, why not? We won't build up to it. We won't make an angle. Just, he'll just come out, challenge for the title. It, it won't make any logical sense because, you know, he hasn't even wrestled, never mind won a match. So last match he lost, or maybe he might have beat uh, Undertaker. Dude, I don't know. I think he lost Undertaker. So it's like, well, maybe he didn't. I don't, I don't see that match either. I don't watch these Blood Money shows. But so it's just, but it makes no sense. Why would a guy just come back who's not had title, not had matches, and he gets a title match for no particular, no apparent reason, and just goes out there and beats a guy? I didn't even see the show, but just looking at the. At the results, Goldberg wins the belt from the Fiend of the building for like years. Who I'm not necessarily a fan, but he's very over. Crowd loves him. You know, uh, he beats everyone. 
And then you just have a guy come out and beat him, an old man. Which I don't think you should treat the legends bad, but it's it's odd how some pe- some of the older guys, not even that old, they treat like shit, and then other older guys. I think the thing is, if you're happy to be there and want to do well, they're like, well, fuck this guy. He just we'll just job him out. But if it's like, well, I've got a lot of money out and need to be here, they're like, oh, please, please come here and beat all our guys. But so you do that. You have Ricochet versus uh, versus um, Brock. I'm not saying Ricochet should beat Brock, but if he if you do build this up as a, as a world title match on a pay per view, shouldn't the guy get some offense? From my understanding, it was like a just a total squash. And I remember not that long ago. I remember people specifically saying this guy's a no brainer when he's the next. He's going to be a star on the main roster, but he's not. They don't even build it up like the build on Raw. Was the king saying this guy's got no chance? Look at him. He looks like a he looks like a skeleton. They built him up saying he had no shot, and then he just got squashed. I see people say, "Well, they gave up, give given up on him." I don't think so. I honestly think they think this is good. They're like, "This is good stuff here. This is how you build a superstar. You tell everyone he's got no shot, and you squash him, and then uh, he'll get over." All right, Jerry Vitetta. How small is cock? Now that is a good question. I think back in the day, like back in the Roman days, it was actually like uh, seen as like uh, a good thing to have a small penis. That's why like all the statues have like minuscule penises. So I'm saying is a lot of heady verses they they would do very well in ancient Rome. But oh, Jackie Jones, no. Robbie Scar, what happens if WWE cancels WrestleMania? <coughs> they they won't have WrestleMania. There won't be Wrestle. If they cancel WrestleMania, I predict there will not be WrestleMania. I think that's what Well, they canceled due to the coronavirus. I don't believe so. No. All right, I, I'm not going to get into a big thing here, but if you if you won't leave your house. And you're like stockpiling like canned food and stuff because you're afraid you're going to get sick. You might as well be sick. Go out and enjoy yourself. Are you going to get sick? Probably not. They're like, it's on the rise. There's six people in the country who died from it. Six people out of billions. I'm not saying it's good, but you got to put things in perspective. Uh, let's see. Clint Williams, why don't you smile more, sweetheart? Well, Mr. Presidente, Presidente, I cleaned up today and I smiled for you. Hey, look at this. All right. John Brown, did you vote? Yes, I did vote. I actually went to vote and I was, and I didn't do this on purpose. I should even, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I didn't go to vote. I was walking and I stumbled upon where the voting was. I was like, oh shit, it's vote. It's a super Tuesday. You know what? I'm a registered voter. Let me walk up here and vote. So I walked up and voted. It's a true story. And I did not notice this till after I was like, oh shit. I'm wearing a, a, a blood-sucking freak's hat. Like, I wear weird stuff. But I was like, this is probably not, like, proper attire to, to vote. So I was hoping I was going to get it. I voted sticker. And I was going to put it on, on the 
blood-sucking freaks hat next to my Ralphus bin. And those fuckers were out of out of stickers. God damn them. But you should vote. Go out there and vote. Especially if you live in a state where it's not like... Ah, uh, well, it's the, pro- the primaries you should always vote for, honestly. Because it's not like... All right, I can see the argument when you're like, I live in New York, I live in California, I live in Massachusetts. If I'm voting on the actual presidency, my vote really doesn't matter because the Democrats going to win. So I get that. I actually agree with that, unfortunately. But the primaries are different. Anyway, we're not here talking about voting. But, yeah, go out there and vote. Uh, spam message block. I'm trying to send a picture here. God damn, this chat room sucks. I just wanted to send a picture that I've all cleaned up, but it's blocked. Anyway, go on Facebook. You'll find it. You don't need to see my vote everywhere. Anyway, uh, you know, I didn't notice something that was strange. I noticed something strange on Facebook. Uh, people are mad now when other people say they vote. Cause you know, when you vote, you get the sticker or whatever. And you say a vote or. You put, you know, uh, either do a selfie with the sticker I voted or just say, hey, I voted, which is fine. That's your that's your civic duty as an American to vote. Uh, it's your right and you should do it. But I, I've seen a lot of people online now that they they go off on people saying they voted. And I, I don't understand that mentality. Even if you're someone who doesn't want to vote, whatever, it's your own prerogative. But to get mad about other people voting, is it's a very, it's very bizarre. Nikhil Callahan. All right. Let's uh, warm up here. There's a lot of questions here from Nikhil. All right. Let me stretch. Uh, do a little yoga here. Get the uh, get the blood circulating. Take a sip of a uh, seltzer. Maybe gargle a little bit. All right. Here we go. Nikhil. Have you watched Ruthless Aggression documentary on the WWE Network? No, I have not, but I've heard that it was bad. But I I should watch it. I do like documentaries. What was the breaking point for you to stop watching TNA? Aces and Eights, Brooke Hogan and Daniels Kaz leaving were mine? Yes, I know AB still watches it. Um... By the way, thank you, Nikhil, for for, answer, for sending in real questions. You're a good guy. I, I like Nikhil. Let's give a hand, round of applause to Nikhil. I like this guy. He's going places. Um, it was aces and eights. I remember this clearly. You thought the angle was terrible. It was just a clear ripoff, obviously, of uh, Sons of Anarchy. And it was it was. I like Bully Ray, but the rest of the group was very poor. I remember it was like it was like a big reveal that like uh, Devon Dudley was a member of this group, but it's just like come on, you can't you can't do that. Now I've been like back in the day, it was Scott Hall, Kevin Nash pop up, and then the third man was Hulk Hogan. Now later on, they added guys like Horace Hogan and and Stevie Ray and stuff, but they didn't start the group and like oh man, who's the third man? Holy shit, it's you know it's uh, Horace Hogan. That would have been the total shits. Aces and eights. Yeah, that was a downfall for me. Uh, three, do you still think AEW will go against Monday Night Raw one day? No, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think anyone there would want to do that because Cody, they're, they're always saying they're, they don't want to compete. It was WWE that put TNT up, I mean, uh, NXT up against AEW. They 
pick the Wednesday night. I don't think it's smart. I don't think there's any benefit to it, to be honest. Um, is Stephanie McMahon's pussy tight? I would say no. I mean, she's had several children. She's a big woman. So I'd say no. Um, favorite TLC match. The options are, thank you for putting the options. I wouldn't remember. TLC one SummerSlam. I still don't know. TLC two WrestleMania 17, TLC three. Uh, let's go WrestleMania 17. Uh, probably one or two. I remember the, both those being pretty awesome. Which stable was better at the time? Evolution or JBL's cabinet? Dead, definitely Evolution. I'm a fan of JBL, but I can't necessarily like the, it was like a great faction. Like I thought JBL's character was great. The faction itself, really not so great. Evolution was, was that, that, that was good. That really, I mean, Evolution uh, created Batista and Randy Orton, you know, a superstar. So yeah, that was a great faction and it was a good use of, of a legend of a legend and, you know, a modern day legend, Triple H. Um, six, do you think people like Vince keep an eye out on what's happening with AEW? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. If AEW signs Matt Hardy and rumors, they're going to sign Luke Harper and even the revival. Do you think, AEW could face the criticism TNA took by signing so many XWW guys. I don't think so, unless you're just like a real moron, like Robbie Scar says that. No, I don't think so, because you'd be you're signing guys that have a following on the internet. These are guys. Uh, Matt Hardy is that a, especially with the uh, with the um, delete stuff. People want to see that again, so so that's a good one. Luke Harper's a guy that's had. Luke Harper was a guy that would have been in AEW if AEW was around before he went to WWE. Uh, he had a following on the on the on the indie scene. He was friends with all those guys. So he same thing with Revival. Um, I think Revival would have been there if it wasn't you know if, if it would have been a choice done. But yeah, Luke Harper's a guy, and I think he's a guy that the crowd have always really, especially smart fans, have wanted to see do better. You got to be wise. You can't just sign everybody. But the, those three guys, no, I, I think they're. I, I don't think so. Uh, when you feel WCW lost the plot, when did you feel WCW lost the plot? And did you ever think they would be going out of business? When I never thought it would go out of business. I always thought it would rebound. It definitely did go. Um, probably um, the second time Russo came back. Well, when they did their reboot. That was, I'm not a big fan of reboots. I remember it really was kind of shitty. I mean, the first time Russo there, trying to remember, like there's some decent stuff. The Kevin Sullivan run right after that was pretty bad. Yeah. Really the last two years, it really wasn't good. I mean, like there was stuff I enjoyed, but overall it wasn't good. It was, I mean, it was, you know, it's sad, but. Uh, nine favorite WWE, probably if I really want to pinpoint some, I think the botching of, uh, the Bret Hart, that was pretty bad. If you think about it, cause Bret Hart was like the hottest guy in wrestling at that time. <coughs> uh, favorite WWE, WCW, CW invasion moment. Hmm. Um, probably the night that happened, but then it, it was immediately ruined by the, uh, by Stephanie being part of it, but there's definitely good, some good stuff. I'd have to really think about it, but I mean, it's a good, it's a good question. Uh, definitely obviously could have been a lot better. 
was 911 an inside job? Do you mean 911 uh, from the ECW arena? Uh, no. no. I don't think so. Uh, why did TNA fail to hit the heights it should have? That's, that is the million-dollar question, and I don't think I can really answer that because there was times they had, like, big st- – They'd have big stars that would draw outside, like on indie indie shows, but would not draw on TNA itself. And now to see AEW, who had you know a lot of guys that they had during different periods, like you know, for a while I just thought like there's nothing you know WWE's established and no other company can ever make it. But AEW's shown that like you know people can can really get in, and they filled you know arenas. TNA never has. I don't know. It's really strange. Like, I think now it's just past the point. I think the name's so tarnished and stuff, but, uh, I don't know why those years, they even had a buzz, you know, the, for several years with some of their homegrown guys like AJ Styles and, and, um, Bobby Roode at times. And, uh, even the wildcat Chris Harris, you know, we kind of make fun of him now, but th- there was a time when he was a legit star. It's, it's weird. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, another guy too. Vance Archer could be could be the exalted one, or possibly be with. Um, oh, actually, no. Vance Archer might be. Uh, that's my prediction for uh, for with Tully's group. I think that would be good. Uh, Vance Archer. Uh, why did TNA fail? We started. I'm sorry. Uh, one diva on the WWE would shag, but it has to be someone you might not be everyone else's cup of tea. Interest. Let me go get the roster here. Up until uh, they, not that I wouldn't. I mean, she's still hot, but up until recently, it would have been uh, Liv Morgan. But I really think uh, they made her just very typical. They took someone uh, Bailey. I don't know if that's everyone's cup of tea. But I, I I think Bailey has a really nice ass. Bailey Asuka, but I think a lot of people are in probably Asuka. Uh, Rhea Ripley, I think, is pretty hot. I don't know if that's everyone's cup of tea. The Rhea Ripley. Bail, so I'm gonna go Bailey. Um, I would go Paige as well. Um, let's see here, Bailey. I'm gonna say Bailey. I don't. Again, I'm not sure if that's everyone would agree. So that that's one that I'll pick Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, because a lot of the other ones, like, uh, are probably like you, know, everyone would say, but. Uh, scrolling through here. Yeah, we'll go with Bailey. Go with Bailey. All right. <clears throat> Where the hell were we? Marty Van Buren. Which AEW or WWE talent would be the best to catch an In Your Head Netflix series detailing the first 10 years of In Your Head? Oh, wait, wait a which AW or AW talent would be best to cast? I'm sorry, to cast an In Your Head Netflix series detailing the first 10 years of In Your Head. So he, is he asking, like, would they play one of us? Huh. Interesting. Um, maybe Arn Anderson could play Incher. He could, play, he could be the power goat in the In, the in Your Head tale. And uh, Kevin Owens could play Jackie Jones. How's that? Uh, Owl, thoughts on Macaulay Culkin refusing to watch this year's WrestleMania? It, it's 
it's shocking news. Um, I know Bob Cook, wrestling legend, was very upset about this, but I think the wrestling world. I, I think I speak for everyone when I say the wrestling world is really up in arms and shock and awe that uh, that Macaulay Culkin is not going to be watching WrestleMania. There's been a lot of people, you know, of um, over the years, of like. Should I watch this? It really depends if, if Macaulay Culkin's going to or not. By the way, they have these really cool uh, fanzine graphic t-shirts on WWE Shop Zone. And they uh, look like old school stuff. They got a Macho Man one, Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake is very cool, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, and a Hulkamania. I dig them. So, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to get me that, uh, size large in, in t-shirts are currently uh, 40% off. So uh, do it up. Do, I do not want the Becky Lynch King shirt. I'm going to say this about Becky Lynch. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say she sucks by any means. She's a good wrestler. She's over. I'm not a fan of the man. I'm not a fan of the king. I actually think it does the opposite of what it's trying to do. I don't think it's empowering to women. I think it's the opposite. I think, uh, I think strong women. Look, look, I, I uh, grew up a single mom and, uh, and my grandmother. So I, I was raised by powerful women. So this idea, and I've been friends with, with, with strong women. And uh, something that the, a strong woman has to battle in life is the, the idea that people think, oh, you're a strong woman, you must be a guy, or you must be a, a dyke, you must be a lesbian. So the idea... If you're a strong woman, you call yourself the man or the king. I think it's actually doing a disservice to strong women. I think uh, it's it's not empowering. You're doing the opposite. You're saying you're giving in to that stereotype that uh, to be a strong woman, you're not you're not feminine. You're masculine. You're a guy. And I think it sucks to be perfectly honest. I think this is this is the real Neil Jones talking here, not the character Jackie Jones. I think it sucks. I think it is the opposite of what it's intending to do. Um, let's see here, Jason Minton, who is the exalted one? I'm gonna say I I don't I want uh, Matt Hardy. I don't think it's going to be Matt Hardy. I think I, I think they, anyone that they've hinted to, it won't be. That's my prediction. But I'm put on the spot. I'm going to throw Matt Hardy up there. Al Ulb, who, who, what would your neck tattoo be? I think this is obvious. Mayor fucking McCheese. My first tattoo will be Mayor McCheese. I'm going to put that baby right on my neck. Mayor McCheese. Al Ulb. Who's worse, Chris Benoit or O.J. Simpson? Benoit. Benoit, but for sure. Um, the difference is I can understand but not condone killing your wife or your ex-lover. Um, if the, the heat of the moment, you're arguing with, with a significant other, uh, current or former, you fly off the handle and you, and you hit them, you kill them, whatever. Again, I'm not condoning that at all. Obviously, that's terrible, but I would understand it. I get how that could possibly happen. I think anyone out there who's fought with, you know, a girlfriend or wife or 
an X or whatever can understand how how something. I mean, that's why that's a term: the heat, the heat of the moment, heat of the pat, pat, passion. Um, but when you when you bring in killing uh, a, your child or a child at all, that's a line uh, that even criminals, like hardcore criminals. Uh, look down upon if you're if you kill a child or molest a child. So uh, definitely, this you probably didn't want like a real answer, to this, but definitely uh, Chris Benoit's worse. Jason Mitten, do you know anyone who's been on an AEW pay per view? Well, actually, uh, Mr. Mitten, uh, Jackie fucking Jones, not only was there but was on camera. I believe, uh, I believe featured as the go home fan. Go home, not even just a fan, just to go home. They're like, fuck, look at this dude. Buy it. Buy this pay-per-view. Look at this man. Alb, have you ever performed oral sex? Well, yes, I have. Yes, I have. If you want some tips, uh, uh, message me on the Facebook. John Brown, have you guys ever tried to get Seamus on the show? That's interesting you bring that up. No, I have not tried to get Seamus on the show, but... Seamus himself tried to get on in your head. He emailed me back in the day. That is 2005, possibly 2006. It was early days, probably 2005. He's like, hey, buddy, this is Seamus O'Shaughnessy. I'd like to get on in your head. I could go find the email. I can do it right now, but I could. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? So I went to his website and immediately they start playing the song. He's talking about like battle axes and stuff like, hey, oh, fucking yeah, look at this guy. He's crazy looking. Andrew's like, why? We don't want this guy to show. Who the fuck is Seamus O'Shaughnessy? I was like, just look at him. Just think of the banner, which I used, I used to I used to book guests based on what the banner would look like. For years, I was like, I got to get fat oily guy on the show or, or big Dick Johnson because just think of the banner. God damn it. That's why, it's why I booked, booked the Yeti. That's why I booked Mantar. Just the thought of the banner. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. So, like, look at this crazy dude. with he, He's got big red hair. He looks like uh, the Heat Miser. Got to do it. So, I was like, all right, let's do it up. So like, okay. Uh, then he just stopped replying. And I made the banner. So, I was like, well, when are we doing this, buddy? And then in that, in that. Like a couple weeks there, he signed with FCW. Well, probably with WWE and was sent to FCW. And then, now he, keep in mind, Seamus O'Shaughnessy emailed me, emailed Jackie Jones to come on in your head. And then it changed all of a sudden. He was like, oh, well, uh, thank you for the interest. If uh, you would like to uh, book Seamus O'Shaughnessy, you have to do it through FCW, blah, blah. Which I get. I understand. I get it. He didn't want to get in trouble, but Seamus did ask to come on in your head. We did not ask Seamus to come on in here. Seamus came to us. Owl, do you think Ricochet is getting buried because Vince finally watched a video of him fingering his butthole? You know what? That's possible. I don't think Vince McMahon is a guy who would be like, oh, yeah, buddy, look at that guy fingering his own asshole. Go with him. But I honestly, I am not making this up. Not trying to make a bit. I honestly believe they think what they're doing with him is good. They're like, this is good stuff. I don't think they think it's bad. I think they're booked. They th- in their mind, they're booking the guy well. 
Dobbs, who is sex? Dobbs, you are. Owl, did the Brawl for All really need an episode of Dark Side of the Ring? I've not seen it, but probably no, unless there's some type of story I'm not aware of, which that is possible. Dobbs, Dean, Maya, Mia. Oh, Mamma Mia. Who is gay? Whoever's happy. Dobbs, Dean, Dean, Maya. Who would win in a fight to the death between me and Robbie Scar? The thing is, Robbie Scar is fucking crazy, so he would probably win, unfortunately, because I do not want to see Dobbs die. But don't fight crazy people. Dobbs, Dean, Maya. Can we write in fan fiction? Yes, absolutely. Send those over to uh, iowaitrestling at gmail.com. Let me go check my email. Not not that I thought you just wrote it right away and sent this in, but let me go check. Make sure there's no questions that have been sent in in, uh, in these last few minutes. Let's sign out of this one. It's weird doing the show by yourself. But I, th- I think I'm doing all right. What do you think? Anyone like this? Should I just fucking quit? I don't know, you fucking assholes. God damn it. Oh, Lord. What did I forget my password? What the fuck is going on here? Did someone try to... What? God damn, how can I not... I don't know what's going on here. It's not letting me sign into my emails. <sighs> God damn it, what the hell did Intro do? Let's just blame Intro. Uh, let's see, in your head. Nothing. I don't see any emails here, buddies. Uh, whoops. Something just fell. Oh, it's very riveting here. All right. I don't know. I guess we're not getting into the... Oh, here we go. Uh, Oh, yeah, we do have questions here. Hey, guys. After that awesome Cody Lashing segment from a few weeks back, I thought of a scenario for the Inchman. Would Incher take five lashings to get five minutes alone with Jack? No, what does that mean? Like... Like he wants to fight me or he wants to like, you know, lick me or what's going on or five lashings to get five minutes with Al interest or 20 lashings to get 10 minutes each with both separately. The thing is he, he'd get beat to get his ass beat by me. There's no doubt in my mind. I'd whip Intra's ass. Look, I kid with the guy, but I mean, come on. He's not a tough guy. Thinks he's tough. He ain't fucking shit. Beat that fucking ass like nothing. Now, the guy guys getting whipped decide who deals out the lashings. And to make things a little even, a little even since hearing Elwood's name already gets interest blood boiling. All the while at the location where the lashings beatings, no killing incher, occur. So we can't kill. We just beat him. Uh, decades of audio where Jack is pissing off the itch man will be played while he makes his choice. Keep up their great work, guys. Looking forward to listening to the show. So would we'll, we'll Incher take a whipping? That's interesting. Uh, love Miguel San- Sandoval. Interesting. I like this one. So got an email from Dr. Michael Ano. Interesting. 
Good man. Uh, let's see. Where the hell are we? Oh, da, 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 da. Steven from Butler. Do you want Matt Hardy re-signed with WWE? No. Uh, or else go where? Uh, where do you think? I want to go to AEW. What the fuck do I want him to go? Where else do I want to go? Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Fuck. Steven Butler, do you think it was a mistake to put the AEW world title on John Mox at Revolution? Absolutely not. No. I do not. Al Ulb, if Nyla Rose doesn't win, uh, if Nyla Rose doesn't win the Who Will, Who Would You Rather tournament by Ultimate Beef. By the way, if you're part of the group, facebook.com slash group slash IYH Wrestling, uh, every year our own uh, Ultimate Beef does a Who Would You Rather, and it's a tournament of who you who would you rather give you know the the dingling to? Who would you rather have you know give the who uh, put put your <clears throat> in there. <clears throat> who would you rather have sex with? Who would you rather have sexual intercourse with? And it's, you know, a bunch of, of uh, women in wrestling. So his question is, if Nyla Rose does not win this tournament, does that make the Hediverse transphobic? Interesting. I would say no. But uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps other people have different views. Dobbs Dean Maya. Am I going to be welcomed or killed if I visit the WV? Huh, Interesting. Well, you possibly could be the wrong um, skin tone. It's a knocking issue. I think the fact that you uh, have the accent of from another country is a huge knocking issue. That's probably that's going to be worse. So I don't know if they'd kill you, but I I do I do think maybe possible beatings or rapings. So I would be I, I would be cautious. Al Ulb, which is the most realistic depiction of West Virginia? Deliverance or the Wrong Turn series? Interesting. It probably depends what part of uh, West Virginia, but honestly, the parts I've seen, I'd say Wrong Turn. <coughs> Anastasio Theodosiadius. What's it know? <coughs> Are you all gay latent? Yes. Try three-inch tricep. Is Nyla Rose the most dominant woman in wrestling today? No, I think she sells a lot in the ring. Uh, Al Ulb, do you think Joe Biden's do you think Joe Biden's hair sniffing gimmick would have gotten over in the attitude here? Interesting. There was a guy, Falco, Falco, who we used to go. We I love Falco. I still talk to Falco. He actually made a beer after me. But Falco is an independent wrestler, very handsome man. We used to know at the uh, fan fest. And let's not make this up. He used to smell women's hair. There's lots of pictures of him. If you look at any picture of him from the old fan fest days, if he's with a female, he would he would smell her hair. So I think Joe Biden stole the gimmick from Falco. Joe Biden has no shot of winning the election. My, my personal opinion. Uh, Stephen Butler, are AEW TV shows as great as they are becoming predictable? No. Uh, I don't know what Stephen Butler, I'm not putting him in the miserable category. He's just a miserable fuck. No, I don't. I, I hate that term anyway, predictable. The alternative is Vince Russo style booking where you just shock the audience and for no reason. The idea that something is predictable to me is kind of dumb because you build up to something and you, and you lay the groundwork. So in a lot of ways, something should be predictable on some level, because if you're doing proper storytelling, there's foreshadowing and you, you could possibly know where, where stories are going. 
the idea of just, hey, let's just surprise people and then have something that makes no sense is bullshit. So, no. Jason Mitten, what's the greatest return in wrestling ever? The only answer accepted is Jackie Jones' return tonight. My young boy making me proud. Jason Mitten. The only thing better than Jason Mitten is the man clapping for him right now. Yeah! Woo! My man Mitten. <sighs> man, that could be... We talk about doing the heady verse of the decade. The return of the decade. The man of the decade. Jackie Jones. Woo! Jason Mitten. The question of the night. The statement. Of the millennium. The return. Of the internet icon. The pride of the pilgrims. And a damn handsome man. The most honest man. In all of the land. Jack E. Jones. <sighs> man, I love you, Mitten. Smartest man in the heavyverse. The wisest one of the internets. The soothsayer of the IWC. Jason Mitten. Whew. You still got it. You deserve it. This is podcasting. This is podcasting. This is podcasting. Thank you, Mr. Mitten. Jason Mitten with the last question of the night. If the next AW pay-per-view does, in fact, end up being a war games, which they'll be calling it blood and guts, who will be the first A in the first AW match beyond? Great question. I think it's got to be Cody. Without a shadow of a doubt, so you got maybe the so you got Cody Young Bucks. I don't know. It's weird because you, you would think it'd be Cody Dustin and his group, like QT Marshall. But QT Marshall, nothing gets a man. Does he deserve to be in War Games? I think uh, tonight we saw a little foreshadowing with um, with the elite guys at Cody. So Cody Young Bucks, Hangman Page. I don't know. Definitely, it's got to be a Cody's group versus MJM MJF's group. Throw in um, Jake the Snake's you know, client in there as like the you know the, the paid hand. Uh, bam, you got something going on there. I like it. I like it. I like it. But that's the blood feud. That's what you got to go for. God damn! Another round of applause for Mitten. God damn! Encore! Encore! Jason. Oh. Man, 
the blue guy's mom could OIB make some ASMR videos for his YouTube channel probably could question for Jackie Jones do you think Wrestlemania will be an empty arena or even plainly delayed Google Microsoft Center have canceled their big conferences and the virus is spreading in the W Wrestlemania location Tampa Bay bad idea to make international traffic coming through and putting uh, so many in a stadium nah I don't predict it well, but I mean, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. My prediction is no. My prediction is it will it will happen, but uh, we shall find out. Well, anyway, I had a good time. It was nice to be back. I needed uh, a little recharge after I come off the flu. I produced my first movie. Uh, I need a little time off, but uh, I think things. Uh, I'm back here. Things are going good. Things are going good. So, I will talk to all you fine people next week. Uh, big ups. I think kids say that, don't they? Big ups. Big ups to uh, Clinton for, for filling in these enormous shoes. By the way, since I've lost a lot of weight, notice my hands look bigger in, in the pictures. And that's not all. All my appendages have always been thick. You know what I'm saying? Nice, thick wide, girthy appendages. But now they're also getting, you know, a little bit of length to them, too. So, girthy and lengthy and, and pulsating. Meaty, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So, till next week, this is Jackie Jones. Big ups to President Clinton and big ups to the OIB, the one-inch biceps, even though I'd beat that ass. Very easily and handedly, but he's a good man and he's opening boxes. So, uh, go to his Patreon or YouTube or whatever. Watch the man open packages until next week. This is Jackie Jones. This is in your head and a hoobity doo to have it a high and God bless the memory of the man up there. Jim and a Jane. Personified, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. I am cold like December snow. I have carved out this soul made of stone, and I will drag.
Je ne sais pas 